co-creator of Empire is rebooting the Wonder Years with a black family. If you wear sunglasses in your Twitter photo, you are upset <laughs> about that. Sunglasses goatee Twitter is going to be yeah. real mad about this Wonder, <laughs> this Wonder Years reboot. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends. Maybe you found it. Well, there was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere where you find fine podcast content. You can find Raymond and myself. Feel free to connect with us on social media at 2WokeNerds. Choose an email, 2WokeNerds at gmail.com. My name is Gerald Goodridge. I'm your host this week like I am every week. And I'm joined by a man that still hasn't apologized to me for not believing that the boys is good. Raymond Summerlin. Ray, how are you? I, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. I've been blindsided. I was out on the boys to start with. You were out on the boys. I texted you about the boys and you said, and I quote, you just have a thing for Carl Urban. Oh, okay. Well, to be fair. I do have a thing for Carl <laughs> Urban. Not denying my, my, my thing for Carl Urban. But I was right about the boys. No, you were 100% correct. But I do have a standing kind of policy in which I downgrade any opinion you have about anything Carl Urban is in. I downgraded a I downgrade my expectations accordingly. You do the same thing with me and any forty to fifty year old <laughs> woman in a film. I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide if I was going to say Aunt May or Carla Giugino. And- so I just rolled them into one. Just rolled it into one, Raymond. They're both fantastic, though. It should be they cast are, in more things. They are great actresses. Right? Name me the last three things that Carl Urban was in that wasn't good. Oh, I don't know. Like, everything that I've seen him in recently has been great. What is exactly. So, The Boys and then Thor, the Star Trek reboots. I guess the second Dread. one wasn't great. Uh, Dread. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, he's hitting, he's hitting a lot Lord of... Lord of the Rings? He's hitting a lot of doubles and triples. That's yeah. for sure. So, anywho, so we bring this up. One, because I wanted to be petty tonight. I was feeling it. Two, <laughs> uh, we got a trailer for season two of The Boys. And um, we there's not a whole lot to talk about. They don't really give you – the plot is pretty simple. They're on the run because the U.S. government is getting involved with superheroes. And so any threat to them uh, is going to become a threat. And so uh, the boys are on the run. The boys and I guess the – the female that they have with them, but it's called the boys and the group's called the boys, but whatever. So Ray, we didn't get a whole lot of plot in this, but uh, it looks like it's going to be more of the same in, in a good way. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, there's nothing really there. We did get to see the, uh, there's another thing they've released. That was like the first three minutes of the season. And so we got to see that and that completely lives up to what, well, I mean, well, that's why the boys hooked us was the first, what, five minutes of of episode one of this show, uh, which yeah. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. If those of you who haven't seen it, you have until September 4th to watch that on Amazon Prime until, you know, until that comes back out. But it's very unforgiving. It's a very realistic look at what actually would happen. You know, this idea that I always think about uh, the community in which they do when they do the G.I. Joe episode in which they actually like start like killing people and we've all kind of been desynthesized that's i don't know how to say that word easy for you to say i goodness i messed that up but we've all kind of just gotten used to these big movies like a a, in avengers a building falls over and you don't go oh yeah there were 
a thousand people in that building. Uh, you know, you don't think about it. No one ever gets shot. Like, they've taken that and ran with it, you know, taken that to the other extreme and run with it. So I like that. I like the idea that this is exactly what would happen. It's just, it's following the through lines that they set up perfectly in season one. And it looks like they haven't lost any of that irreverence either, which I, which that's, I mean, that's a big selling point of the show. So yeah, I mean, obviously we won't know until we see it, but it seems like they, it seems like they are, doing a good job executing what was great about season one. Yeah. And I mean, it, it just looks they're, they're taking that and they're adding to it. They're adding care. They're adding like Gina Carlo Esposito, who is one of the best villains in film, like in TV history. Right? Name, name me a better villain than Gus Fring. Right. Uh, I, you can't. So like they're adding that to that. And I'm again, it's not one you want to watch with the kids around or even with, with and probably anybody that you want to respect you following, watching it around. But like, <laughs> The one of my favorite genres of thing because I'm a huge, grew up reading comic books, massive superhero fan, and you kind of like you kind of fall for this like the like the 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 idealism that goes with it, which is part of the fun of reading superhero books. But like in real life, superheroes would be terrible. Like superheroes would be the worst people in the world, and that's one of my favorite genres of things. It's why I like the Reckoners books because spoiler alert all of the superheroes is literally the first book is what if superman was a sociopath because he probably would be right that's why i like reading the boys that's why i again it's it's fun it's really uh enjoyable for me i it's like um chronicle right it's why i like chronicle if you gave teenagers superpowers they would screw everything up and so it's 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 interesting and fun for me to watch um again it's it's inappropriate it's irreverent but it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be high quality. Um, it's going to be just as cringy, you know, cringe cringe inducing as uh, the first season was, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I like that's exactly where I am as well. And it's interesting uh, because it, HBO Max is releasing Doom Patrol uh, every Thursday, so I haven't been able to binge through the whole season yet. But it kind of has that same feel to it as well, and so it's I like it. Like this whole idea of adding. So, like, this is something we talked about a lot. It's the reason we love Logan, for instance, or reason I love Civil War and think Civil War is a very underrated MCU movie. I love Civil War. Um, I, I don't think people respect it for what it actually is doing. Um, and so I don't think they really see what that movie is actually about. And I that's why it gets pushed down lists. Like, it, people feel like it's a... When I look at lists, people think it's like a mid-tier MCU movie. And I think it's at the top. Um, and, and the reason is, is because you're adding in that realism to it. That's what Doom Patrol does so well. It's basically a character study. The first season, you had different episodes that were literally just character development. Nothing but character development. So much so that Wash makes a joke about it in a narration later on in the in the season. And that's, I think, The Boys doesn't have as much of that because it certainly goes much more to the irreverent side. But it does take kind of a, all right, let's take this, let's act like superheroes actually existed and what's the in result of that what's the real how can we take this and make it more applicable to i guess our day-to-day lives and and who we are and, and the human condition and things like that and that's why it's great and so i as long as they keep doing that it's going to be good and i hope that the success of this the seeming success of doom patrol ever since it's got to hbo max i have seen a lot more talk about it than i had seen yep. previously which makes sense because you know people could actually see it uh, because <laughs> People actually, Nobody bought the DC streaming service. Yeah, exactly. So I I hope that those types of things and and the point the overarching point. Sorry, I got to rambling. Is that 
what we saw with Logan, what we see with this, is the idea that we hope that if superhero movies are going to be how stories are told, that we get to tell all kinds of interesting stories using that superhero archetype. And I think that that's kind of where we're moving. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think the MCU started to do it, and I think the, the, the Captain America movies were, one, like, Winter Soldier was kind of an espionage thriller, right? And so doing different genres in superhero, I think I'm all for. And that's kind of the only news we have. So we're just going to jump into your favorite segment, my favorite segment, your grandmother's favorite segment. We're going to give you a couple of don't sleeps a piece. And so, Ray, we'll just go back and forth. We'll do a couple of them, two or three of them. So, Ray... What's the first thing you want people to not sleep on? Well, a show that did drop all at the same time and I was able to finish it was Dark, season three of Dark. And it's a German show. And so you either need to watch it with subtitles or dubbed. We watch it dubbed. Subtitles. See, we watch it dubbed because my wife hates subtitles. But she, like, she says, I'm reading all the time. I'm not watching it. Which, to be fair, this is a show that you should watch it's really got some pretty stuff going on and interesting stuff going on but it's just a really it's a it's kind of a i don't want to say throwback but it it is a mystery box that has you thinking the whole time i would say that dark is what westworld thinks it is and i i absolutely love it and the voice actors if you do the dubbed version if you also don't like subtitles the voice actors are good the all of the actors themselves are very good. There are some just outstanding performances throughout this whole thing, which to be able to do that when I'm not even hearing your voice really says a lot about, you know, who they are and the way they convey emotion. And it's just fun. It's just a ton of fun to try to unravel the mystery and, and keep up with what's going on while also telling this beautiful kind of human story behind it. And so I, I love it. I think Dark is one of the best shows that Netflix has ever produced. And I uh, would highly recommend you watch the first two seasons and then the final season, which just which just debuted, uh, I think, last week. Sounds good. It's, it's on my – I've tried to – it's one of those where I'm like – I need to sit down and actually pay attention. And because I'm a, I'm a working parent, I just feel like by the time my son goes down, I'm like, what's the most base thing I can watch. So I don't actually have to pay attention. So, uh, yeah. So I'll, my first don't sleep, um, is it's, it's a movie that I think everybody has seen, but I want to take a moment to talk about it. Uh, just mercy. If you haven't seen just mercy, you should check it out, but it's kind of the story of the, the start of the, the equal justice initiative. If you don't know what that is. Uh, it's a group that, uh, helps provide legal counsel to people who uh, cannot afford it or are underrepresented by, um, get a state provided legal counsel. And so stars, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And it is a, it's a good movie. It's really, really good. And I think honestly, and I've said this about a couple things recently, but I feel like Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx outact the script a little bit. Like those two are just such phenomenal actors that like they elevate like this. I'm not saying the script is bad, but I'm saying like those two are so good at what they do that it takes a good, a, a, what would have been a good, good movie to watch. It makes it something better. And uh, so if you don't know the story, it's about um, a guy named Johnny D McMillan, who's falsely accused of uh, murdering a woman and is get puts, gets put on death row even before his trial. Like they just put him on death row to hold him because they know they're going to convict him. Uh, and so it's about his trial and his retrial. Uh, it's really, really good. It's, it's not an easy watch, especially in this season, but I think it's probably an important watch in this season. Uh, and again, more Michael B Jordan and more Jamie Foxx on my screen is not a bad thing. And if I could add to that, they did a press tour for it right, I think right before 
the virus really picked up. And they went on the Graham Norton show, which is, I guess, that's that's a perennial don't sleep for me. The Graham Norton show is the best talk show in the world. And it's not, it, there's not even a question about that. But they went on that. And Jamie Foxx gave a really heartfelt and I think touching speech about why that movie means a lot to him. And I think that why making it meant a lot to him. And it talks about his family and things like that. And Michael B. Jordan did as well. And I think that I think that that's worth watching as well if you if you can find that clip on the YouTubes. Uh, continuing on, something much less important. Hannah is on Amazon Prime season two of Hannah, and most TV is bad. So <laughs> would I say that Hannah is pretty all right? That's actually saying that it's worth watching because I think that it is. I think it's fun. I think, like you said, if it's late in the day and you're tired and you don't want to think about dark. Hannah would be a great show to watch because there's fighting. It's fun. There are some, you know, there's, they go a little bit further with like, um, with like some, some emotional stories and things like that, but mostly it's just fighting and fun. And I, uh, I really enjoy it. I, well, I don't know if I really enjoy it. I enjoy it for what it is. And I would recommend watching it when we're all sitting at home with absolutely nothing to do. Yeah. So I really liked the movie. Hannah, which came out 10 years ago, basically, which is nuts to think about. 2011, Hannah came out with, however you pronounce her first name, Ronan and Eric Bana. And I loved that movie. I thought it was really, really good. It came out 10 years ago? 2011, so nine years ago. Sour Shoes Ronan was making... (laughs) Shwashi Ronan. (laughs) Was making... That's a great, I think, I'm pretty sure that was John Mulaney, who says, and I've worked on this name all night, Sour Shoes Ronan. I, I cannot get that. That name is a nightmare, and I'm just not a fan of it. I, I believe it's Sorsha. Sorsha? I believe so, but I always, Consortia? I always call her Sour Seuss because that, that joke killed me. Shwashi? Shwashi Ronan? <laughs> I got nothing. No, but yeah, no, I can't believe that that was nine years ago now. We're old. Very, we were, very, We were very talking old. before we got on that High School Musical came out in 2006. Which is just 2006? ridiculous chingy could have been in high school musical <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation whole nother conversation about chingy i was trying, uh, so, I was trying to think about 2016 i mean 2006 who, what was happening in 2006 who was a rapper in 2006 <laughs> so i so this is a i'm gonna get there so i tried to watch the the tv show the magicians right it was a, it was a sci-fi tv show um and it was kind of advertised as like Harry Potter grown up, right? Which is are two things that I appreciate is Harry Potter and grown up. Well, at least I used to appreciate Harry Potter. Thanks, JK, for ruining it for me. A uh, whole nother conversation. But, and I tried to watch the TV show and I couldn't get through like the third or fourth episode, not because of the quality of the show, but because they were, they're going, they were, it felt like to me they were going for that like gritty, edgy thing. So like they leave like the TV safe sex scene on for like, 10 or 15 seconds too long or like somebody that a sentence that doesn't really need a cuss word. They just insert a cuss word, which annoys me. Like I don't, I'm whatever that's, that's not like, I'm not like the prude. That's like, I don't like profanity, but it's just like, don't just do it just to be like, Oh, we're edgy. Right. Yeah. Like just tell, tell a, tell a mature story is how you, how you do that. But uh, I, the, the concept intrigued me. So it's actually based on a book series and I just finished the first audio book and I was like out. I was like, this is dumb. I'm not enjoying this. The main character sucks. I'm not a fan. He's super self-obsessed. I'm not a fan. And then like 85% of the way through it flipped and I'm like, Oh, this is good. This is really, really good. Cause there's a very, um, 
I don't want to call it a very obvious twist because I think they don't try to play it off as a twist. Like they, it's written as if like these characters are dumb and shouldn't be doing this and it's going to blow up in their face. And then when it does blow up in their face, it's even better than you anticipated. And so like, I really enjoyed kind of the, the twist and the pivot at the end. Uh, so the magicians, again, it's, it's going for that mature thing, but I think the, uh, the books do it better. Cause it's, it features again, it's kind of like a mix. If like, Harry Potter and and the Chronicles of Narnia had more mature themes in them, that would kind of be what it is. So my final one is the most important one. And that is that we've just reached the 23-year anniversary of Hulk Hogan, spoiler alert, <laughs> of, of Hulk Hogan betraying the WCW and joining the Outsiders and forming the NWO. And... One of the things that's been happening is the no sports is that FS1 has been playing like old pay-per-views and I like to, and I've mentioned this guy before. There's a guy on YouTube called wrestling with regret who that's his channel, who he does old pay-per-view reviews and just goes over all of them. And I've watched, I think every one classic pay-per-view that he's ever done. I don't watch wrestling. I haven't watched a wrestling show of like Monday night raw or something like that. I haven't watched it for, I, I don't know, 20 years or so. I did used to watch it. I don't watch it anymore. I'm fascinated by all of it. I'm fascinated by <laughs> it's such an amazing the history of wrestling is wild, both in the ring and out of the ring. That moment twenty three years ago was perhaps arguably the biggest moment in wrestling history. It kicked off the Monday Night Wars. It almost led to the end of the WWF until they were able to turn it around with Stone Cold and The Rock. And so like all of that is just fascinating to me. Going to the history of it's fascinating to me. And I, I would say I, I don't really have anything to say about this except if you see an old wrestling pay-per-view that's coming on FS1 or something like that, watch it. And go to that Wrestling with Regrets channel, like just relive your childhood. It really is. It really is amazing. I was so excited to watch that SummerSlam, and then something happened with the kid that I was like, I'm "Not going to be able to do this, guys." So uh, I, I, I love it. I'm going to have to go back, and I'm sure, like WWE Network was giving it away free early in the quarantine. So I may see if that deal is still going on and try to uh, relive some of my childhood. Can you imagine? So I, so the one of the best matches of all time. Was the, the uh, was the tables, ladders, and chairs match TLC, but between Hardy Boys, uh, Dudley Boys, and um, Edge and Christian, and when people started coming over from ECW, that's when things started really, really kicking it off, getting wild. And that one was one that I think they had, or I saw for free somewhere. I don't even know where it was, but I saw it for free. The whole match was on YouTube, I think, and uh, I just watched it with glee. I was like, remember when things were fun? Like it was. When life was fun, <laughs> when we were free. Oh, man. Good so, times, good times. So my my last don't sleep is the least sleepy one I've ever done, but I have to talk about this. So HBO Max has all of the Lord of the Rings movies on them, and it is dumb how well those movies hold up. Like, it is so dumb how well those movies hold up. I started rewatching them because uh, it's it's one of those that, like, I love those movies, but because I've seen them so many times that, like, I don't have to super pay close attention. I can look up and be like, oh, Helm's Deep. Oh, nobody tosses a dwarf, right? I can look up and I know those <laughs> moments and, and watch them. Um, 
those movies hold up so stinking well, right? Like so good. I like, and it, I, I texted this to you and, and really the conversation I want to have is how do we not have more good fantasy like movies and TV shows? Like how, like game of Thrones screwed it up. Like game of Thrones was the best fantasy TV show. Best fantasy thing that had happened in the last 10, 15 years, right? Since Lord of the Rings really. And then they, they completely screwed up the landing, right? Peter Jackson couldn't replicate his own success with the Hobbit movies. Like, how is it? I love high fantasy like that. And how, like, it just boggles my mind that it's so hard to make. It's funny you mentioned, so like, The Hobbit. I actually, Lord of the Rings holds up so well that I actually think it looks better than The Hobbit. There was yes. something really off about what they did with The Hobbit in like various, I, I'm remembering the the scene in the barrels in the river that just looked, it just looked bad. It looked like a video game cutscene. I did. <sighs> How did they mess it up? I, I don't have an answer for you. I mean, obviously, uh, In the Name of the King is the greatest fantasy movie that's ever been made. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I don't I don't know why it's so difficult to do that kind of high fantasy stuff, especially since, like, it seems like the, the best video games kind of reside in that world. Yeah. And that we're unable to do it in a different medium is, is weird. Like, because we were talking about our favorite video games on the last show, and like Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age, Dragon Age uh, Witcher, like all that stuff. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, uh, Shadow of Mordor, all of that stuff like resides in that world and they're able to do it so well. And then it just doesn't. Well, and like fantasy books are like big sellers, right? Like fantasy series are big, big, big sellers. Like how can they not do movies and TV that well? Do you think that it's just too much? Like, like. To have that kind of like world building in high fantasy, you have to have there's so many characters and there it's such a convoluted stories usually. Yeah. That that's why they don't work. And like that Game of Thrones really Game of Thrones was good when they could just waltz waltz around Westeros for a whole season and they could just do character development. They could just do they could just do people talking in poorly lit rooms. And that it that's when it was good. And then when it got down to brass tacks and they actually had to bring all of these things together and tie them together because Benioff and Weiss thought that they were going to go get to direct Star Wars, which, sorry, or the Confederacy. Can you imagine if HBO was still going through with that show? Oh, my gosh. But anyway, so they so they you know, they, so they tied it up so quickly that maybe it's just there's not enough time. Yeah. And you, this is going to this is going to be the most controversial thing I'm going to say. It's like. It's weird that one of the most successful movies post like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter to do that was like bright. Like the the what the the reason like I don't know how a Will Smith like fairies and orcs movie was able to do better world building than Peter Jackson or Benioff and what like it's just weird to me that like they were able to definitely, that's why I like that movie. So like, Oh, the world makes sense. Like I get the rules of this world. And I think that, and maybe it's, and this is whatever, it's another conversation, but maybe it's just like people don't want to sit down and deal with that. Like readers are generally more apt to sit down and be like, yeah, I'll read two thirds of a book that's world building. And then we get a third of a book that's action, which is basically what fellowship of the ring is. It's like, Oh, we're going to spend 700 pages building the world. And then we'll have a battle at the end. Right. Or that's why again, 
every season of Game of Thrones that was good was like seven episodes of world building, one big battle episode, and then we're done, right? Uh, so maybe that's it. Maybe maybe video gamers and your your typical book reader are willing to commit more time, whereas a movie audience, your typical popcorn movie audience, is not going to sit and be like, okay, I'm just going to spend, you know. 90 minutes of a movie learning about a world and then 30 minutes will be action. I don't know. Well, I think that, and, and I mean, thinking of high fantasy, that's really disappointed. The dark tower comes to mind, but the, but I think that to that end, as we move away from movies, which I think is what, uh, that's really what's happening here. And we move into miniseries and television series and stuff like that. You, people are going to be afforded the time to do those types of things. And assuming that that this is like continues, and we saw with Game of Thrones, people are willing to do that. Like yeah. people are definitely willing to sit through that. So I think that I think that television is ultimately going to be good. Think of how much better Harry Potter would. And I like the Harry Potter movies. I have no problem with the Harry Potter movies. I think that they are good. I think that they did like they kicked they knocked it out of the park with casting those kids. Can you imagine like you cast three? legitimately good actors when they're what 11 like that's amazing that they were able to do that i don't know if like that's talked about enough that's all three of them have turned into accomplished actors and it's really fascinating but how much better would harry potter have been as a hbo series yeah like it just would have been better like there's not even a question about it in my for me like it would if they had had eight seasons eight ten episode seasons it would have been better there would have been more involved we would have seen all the characters so on and so we would have gotten quidditch we'd have gotten more quidditch there have been a quidditch episode in every single season and so i think that that model is actually really conducive to high fantasy they just need to find the right one and i mean maybe it's lord of the rings again we'll see (laughs) so they just need to find the right or maybe it's the game of thrones spinoffs i mean would there's certainly like if you go back and t- are those still happening? I, I think so. But if you go back in time in Game of Thrones lore, then you get into some like really wild similarians kind of stuff. So like I, uh, so yeah, I think there's hope. I think you. I think I think the TV, the ascendance of TV is going to be very good for high fantasy. Okay, I think Lord of the Rings TV show will be the one that, like, if it's successful, I think people will try it again, and I'm okay with that. But that's... Are we going to get a Dragon Age television show? I I would hope so. I would love something in the world of Thetis. I would absolutely love. Or, like, you know what the easiest low-hanging fruit is that's becoming, like, a cultural phenomenon, especially in the era of social distancing, you can play it online? Is, like, just pick a setting in Dungeons and Dragons and just, like, let people just, like... Hey, we're going to tell a story in this setting, in Eberron, right? We're going to tell an Eberron story, and there's going to be a mage, there's going to be a, a paladin, there's going to be a thief, there's going to be a bard, right? Like, just do that. Just do, people, people are watching actual plays on YouTube. Like, people are listening to actual play podcasts. Just do that. The settings are there. The rules are there. Just do it. Make it better than the Marlon Wayans movie. That's all we've got for you this week, Ray. Where can the good folks find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at RM Summerlin. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at GH Gooder. Charles Show on Twitter at Two Woke Nerd. Choose an email, Two Woke Nerds at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, stay woke. Stay woke.